716 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Great to have your company on The Odds Couple for another Saturday morning between 8 and 9 o'clock, brought to you by Sportsbet, great uh, supporters of ours here, and we thank them very much for their continued support here on The Odds Couple. Big show ahead, Uh, your text messages right through the hour, 0433 98 11 16, any topic in racing you would like to chat about, and there's plenty of them. Talking of topics, a big topic last week was uh, David Taggart taking a one again in the quaddy. It got up. Good morning to you, Tags. You've, you've come in with a bit of yes. spring in your step this yeah, morning. Yeah, declared it too. Moral, use the M word, as Jock said. And uh, so um, I've got the spring in the step again and going for a hat trick of uh, quaddies. Hopefully they can pay a bit better though today. The man he refers to as Jock is Simon Marshall, who's uh, across from me and looking particularly oh, yeah. well this morning. Morning, Jock. Yeah. Good All morning, good in Australia. Your world? Good morning, Australia. Um, what a beautiful morning it is, nice and fresh out there. I was talking to a good friend who uh, is just um, ceded six acres of pa- of, uh, of his um, property right. and uh, sowed six yeah, yeah. acres of seed, yeah. I should say. What, did it, what was Hemp? the seed? And he was you know hoping for seed? some rain. <laughs> this, this was about, what did he say? Don't, don't even go back there. He, and the rains have come, Marge, and isn't it fantastic? So he's happy. The man that seeded the six acres, he's he's happy with himself at the moment, is he? Well, so that's the best you've got to bring to the table first up this morning. Look at one hand. This is a bloke put some seed in a paddock. It's about five or six you can fit. You know, uh, you try and fit six onto one hand. <laughs> that didn't make sense either. <laughs> but of your close mates, and uh, Parksy out there, he's got a lovely property and he's sowed some grass and uh, some seed and. He was hoping for rain. You know, something just always in the back of your mind, back of your mind. You just hope that there's rain for this bloke, and it came. That's what's made me happy. Oh, okay. That's good. The simple about, things, the small wins. Yeah. How about that for a start? Yeah, you can tell I'm sleep deprived after a couple of not late nights racing. But that's I'm looking okay. forward to later on in the show. We're chatting with Nick Ryan, who's uh, going to join us. Got a couple of runners at Caulfield today. Lost one of his good horses two or three weeks ago. He broke a leg and was was put down, and uh, that. Um, uh, always hits a, a small stable very hard. But yes, Nick Ryan, I remember him riding uh, oh, a while ago now. Gee, I loved him as a rider. And very he had his rider. weight issues, didn't he? He did. Very good rider. Uh, leading apprentice. Mm. Him and Blake Shin came on the scene in the early yeah. 2000s and just dominated. Uh, they were the new uh, whiz kids on the block. And uh, as we know, what Blake went on and has done and he's still doing and uh, – Jock Ryan, uh, another another nickname, Jock as well, and uh, he he was a genius in the saddle, but weight got the better of him. Yeah, well, he's joining us a little later on. So talking about that weight, Simon, you or both of you can uh, equate to it, but um, uh, it'd be good to have a chat to him a bit later on. Mike Maroney's got a ripping runner in the South Australian Derby at uh, Group One level over there uh, in Adelaide at Morfittville today in Chapada. We're chatting to him a little later as well. Group One racing. In Queensland, and that's probably what caught my eye, and only in the last 24 hours. Uh, there's been plenty said about the integrity and who's not uh, going to race in Queensland until it's all cleaned up, and that was all based around Ben Curry. What we can say is uh, Ben Curry yesterday was disqualified for four years. Uh, so Ben Curry out for four years. Uh, Aquas Farm uh, and Racing, who had said, no, no, we're not racing while there's... Uh, 
a question mark around integrity in Queensland racing. David Hayes they're, as they're well. back on deck. I haven't heard from Lindsay Park. Trent was going to try. We're going to try and find that out during the morning because Lindsay Park had followed Aquas, but I would think uh, it's um, open slather now, and they're all back on deck because you think that was the main the motivation. One would follow the other. You would think when you. Uh, especially with the amount of uh, horses Aquas Park has given to Lindsay Park, and you think they would go up there yeah, and uh, compete into so. the, in the carnival? Particularly if they put their left foot forward, you'd think the rider would then follow. follow. Mm. Yes. Yeah, you'd think that. You'd think that. <laughs> Kentucky Derby, massive controversy last weekend. I, I, I wanted to touch on it for two reasons. The, the difference in the rules is extraordinary. Like, the horse first over the line... Uh, once it interferes with anything back in the field, boom, you're out, out of the race completely. You don't go from first to second. You go from first to Uru. You're not not even part of the race anymore. You finish what behind you the guys... horse you interfered with, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Well. So if that horse you interfered with run third, you get you get put behind him. So you you end up running third, don't they? And then they go up like that. Uh, not the way I understand it. No. I think you disqualify from the race. Like the old English rules. No, you're out. Yeah, you history. Hooray. You you didn't take part in it. Oh uh, four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. What did you think of that Kentucky Derby disqualification? Was it right or uh, or was it wrong? The thing that really caught my eye, not only about the the rules and and. Um, how they are portrayed and followed in the US was I couldn't believe the horse that was interfered with just uh, the front and back legs from were just getting entangled for about four or five strides. And I think I straight away thought of you two blokes. How the hell do you sit on that horse knowing you're nearly sitting on the front horse's rump are your horse's legs are going somewhere, which is all entangled with the horse in front of you's back legs. I mean, the fear of that must be extraordinary. Well, you're probably the well. With, with, with answering that question, it's it's fearful at the time. It's it's when you fall, you, you, the fear is, isn't there because it happens too quick. But uh, when you're galloping, you've got one leg inside the two horses' hind legs, and and the, the other leg outside. So if there's a bit more movement, you have to know what that horse is doing to move with him and then try and get your horse back that two lengths and into a safety area. So you actually know your legs are in between yes. that horse's legs in front of you? Mm. Yep. So what and, have, and you drive the horse accordingly. So when you get into the right stride, you'll then ease him back to ease out of that situation. Try and, yeah, so you don't clip their heels, yes. Wow. Or get on their hocks or, yeah, mm. yeah, correct. It, um, What's that like, Jock? It's a, it, it's a position <laughs> where... Um, best way to explain it is when you're caught in uh, peak hour traffic and um, let's just say you see a four-wheel drive go past you and they're braking heavily in your lane in front of you mm-hmm. and you just need to ease out behind that four-wheel drive when it goes past you but it has an extension of a trailer behind it and you don't actually see that trailer and you, and you go to uh, steer right, if you like, outside mm-hmm. of that four-wheel drive and then you see the trailer there and you're like, oh, no, I know, I'm, I'm going to hit it with my front right uh, right tyre sort of thing. That's what happens when you've got momentum on horses and you're riding into gaps and then they come back in front of you. You try and just pop out outside and then that uh, four-wheel drive or trailer on your right doesn't, or horse, if you like, doesn't go forward enough and then you get stuck right on it or caught in behind it. And what happens is that um, we don't have disc brakes, mm. so you can't pull them up straight away. 
Uh, you've just got to try and angle and try and dodge your front legs with their back legs as best you can. And the only way that you can try and gallop inside a horse's back legs, which is dangerous at any particular time, you're going to clip heels and fall. That's a given. Is that to half cart so that your horse's chest is inside that horse's near side, left side, back leg. So just imagine you're looking straight ahead, folks. You have a horse in front here. It's two back legs. You put your horse, your riding's chest in the middle of your horse in front of you. It's left back leg. And that means that your front right leg will be galloping inside both of its legs in front of you. And its left front leg will be galloping outside of its back left leg. And that's the only way you can try and keep yourself up and hopefully then ease out in a straight line, come back, because if you go right, you're going to clip that outside uh, back leg, the horse in front mm-hmm. of you, or you're going to clip its inside back leg. And you've just got to come back in a straight line and hopefully miss, because horses are shoed. They wear shoes that are, everybody knows a horseshoe. It's not fully closed. It's just a semicircle with uh, no back on it. So when that uh, horse that you're riding, front leg reaches out, it clips onto a horse's back legs that's stretched out backwards and those two shoes hook and they get stuck and they call clipping heels. Mm. And when that happens and you're the horse behind, it takes your front legs away from you and you get speared in the track like a pole and that's where we see serious injuries with jockeys. Dear me. And you you have sense of mind that you understand that, 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 that that's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Well... First and all, would it happen for 10 strides before you can extricate yourself or five strides? Oh, yeah. Once you're in yeah, there, in, being put strides, in that situation, yeah. how long does it take you to get out of that situation? It's a, a, that's a, a piece of string because every horse is weighed differently. Every race is run differently. But I can guarantee you it happens every day on a race course where jockeys are stuck in that situation where their life's in the hands of just a little bit of luck coming out of interference because horses don't have steering, power steering. They don't have disc brakes. We don't have blinkers, rear vision mirrors or anything as such. We're riding an animal with a brain uh, that thinks for themselves. And just to put it in perspective, they don't like racing tight. Thoroughbred animals don't like touching one another during the run. It actually puts them off and stops them from thinking about racing. So a lot of the time punters, when you see horses touch or bump or get checked in races, it's because the horse doesn't want to be in that situation. It'll lose ground and it'll switch off mentally. And you as a jockey can't start that engine again to get it going because mentally it's switched off. So that mechanism's completely gone. And then you see punters going, oh, Taggart's absolutely slaughtered this at the half mile. He's run straight up their hind quarters. He's been checked, whatnot. Oh, why didn't he get out there and get going when he could have then? Well, you can't pick them up. You can't restart their brain because they're mentally switched off because they've had a bad experience during the run and it's over. You cannot win that race from there on in. And those split seconds that we talk about with jockeys in races, the best tend to stay out of those negative situations and they not put themselves in positions where they're going to lose momentum on the Monash Freeway and put themselves in positions where they're going to clip heels or clip another car or have to break now, you, when you were taught how to drive a car, this is the best analogy that I can give you. My father sat me down and said, when you're riding horses, son, it's like when you're driving the paddock bomb in the backyard. He said, to say, to preserve petrol, you don't keep hitting the accelerator and pumping it and pumping it because the petrol's going through 100 mile an hour. On the freeway, when you're, when you're driving in behind cars, the key is to give yourself a little bit of room from the cars in front of you. So when that touchy person in front of you hits the brakes really quickly, You've got room just to roll up without you hitting the brakes. 
so you're ruining your brakes twice as much, mm. or you're accelerating really quickly to keep up and try and not let that person duck in that gap that you're giving yourself. You've got to ride horses like that because it's momentum. And as soon as you lose that momentum in those touchy situations with horses, 90% of times you're out of luck, unless you're on a champion and a good horse, and you'll hear the terminology in racing, you can make two runs on those good horses because they can get you out of trouble and make you look good. And that's what happens a lot of the time with good horses. And that's You'll why see wins are so good. Not so, um, uh, what they call um, uh, name jockeys. Um, mm. uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, well known profile. jockeys. High Lower profile, profile jockeys. High profile. Yep, yep. Uh, getting on good horses, staying with them and winning um, picket fences in a row because those good horses are just that good. They can make two or three runs in a race, get themselves out of trouble, and still have that. Um, tenacity to attack the wire and not switch off. What what you're talking about, compare what you're talking about to today's race meeting at Caulfield compared to Derby Day at Flemington. Is that, do you guys ride tighter on a bigger race day than what you would at Caulfield today or are, are they all the same? It's perceived pressure that the, it's a bigger race, there's more prize money, and for some unknown owner reason that you've just got more nervous energy because of the build-up, because of the pressure from the owners wanting to win a big race and a black type for their horse. The trainer's under the pump because this is big prize money. I've trained this horse to the minute, don't stuff it up. The outside noise just brings more pressure to the jockey on the day, so you're under the pump more to not make less mistakes. Um, those who can handle it and, and tune out to that outside noise and just focus and just be nice and relax and control the moment, they're the ones that win more often than not, the jockeys, I believe, and make the right decisions in races. Whereas Flemington today, um, there's that outside noise and the build-up to a race meeting, a uh, run-of-the-mill race meeting at, sorry, Caulfield today. Uh, it's just go and do your job and mm. make sure you do it well. But there's pressures involved because of those little build-ups Chats with trainers before the race, chats with owners the night before and of race day when you're getting legged up in the manning yard and knowing if you've been riding the horse work and this horse is absolutely flying, it could mean a couple of grand to you and it could mean a house payment, you know, next couple of months house payment. And you put those pressures through your mind as jockeys. Your investment properties, geez, I'm behind this month. I've had a shocking month, haven't ridden a winner. And I know I've got to at least ride five winners a month to pay all my investment properties or the position that I've got myself in mm. with uh, my overheads. They're the pressures that you put on yourself every day when you go and ride as a jockey, just like everyone else going to work. We're under pressure to perform all the time. But today in Adelaide and today uh, in, in the South Australia Derby, race seven and also Doombin in the Doombin 10,000, they're both big group one races. And just remember, if you happen to win at the very highest of level, your name is in lights. This kid can ride. This girl can ride. She's made it. She's made group one level. They're our grand finals. And that's what sets us apart from every other jockey is to win those group ones as many times as you can. Absolutely extraordinary insight from our... Uh to uh, jockeys here on The Odds Couple, Simon Marshall, David Taggart. Uh, the, the the courage of the men on the back of those horses uh, we see every day of the week is absolutely extraordinary. Just before we go to a break, another thing that caught my mind this week is the vehicle of racing in this wonderful industry in which we're talking about and we represent this morning on The Odds Couple. And what comes to light to me is the Do It For Dolly Foundation last night where the kids are riding in blue silks uh, to raise awareness for cyberbullying for young Dolly that um, took her own life. 
Fight MND. Cass Village won last night. Fight MND Foundation. Look on the website for that. And Princess Jenny, the team. The Torbo, uh, Torbray family, um, Princess Jenny, who name all of their uh, horses after their daughter, Jenny, who passed away. Mm. Isn't racing a wonderful place at times? Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, it can embrace a community and change a community. And uh, we thank you both uh, for those uh, insights and the start of our, our show this morning. SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. 26 minutes past 8 o'clock here on The Odds Couple, 0433 98 11 uh, Send your text through anything you would like to talk about racing-wise. A wonderful text uh, that's just come through during the break. Um, this is uh, for you, Tags. Uh, hey, Mr Pens, Pencils and Crayons. Any chance of getting a quaddie that actually produces a wedge worth hiding from the missus? I'm assuming a wedge is yeah. the Gold. folding, you know? The, yeah, a bit of, yeah, the, grand anyway. Is, well, a, is a wedge I, a grand, I, is it? Is a wedge $1,000? What's uh, a wedge? I was, I, I, I used to eat I'm in golf wedges. mode at the moment because I'm nicking off to Vietnam to play the circuit up there, but... Uh, um, the world-renowned courses. Mate, I'm doing my best. What, what can <laughs> you do? It's... Well, hey, at spell. least I'm still getting. I mean, you, you can't go broke making a profit, and that's exactly what happened last week. What yeah. happened? Made a profit. How much? Not sure, but it was a profit. Yeah, cop that. Short, cop was that. it? Did you say you short? Sure. It was about 70, 80 bucks, but <laughs> what can you do? I, I don't. I'm, I'm trying to look for value, and I can't help it if, if, no, 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 if you're things right. are four and five dollars win. Correct. Yeah. That's right. Don't oh. let them upset you, mate. Yeah. We're here to support you. You know what? I can easily walk out. Calm down a bit. Oh, you're going to walk out now? Good no. Lord, there's a there threat it is. of a walk out. We've had a threat of a walk out. Oh, my goodness <laughs> me. He's not on the promo. I'm going to walk out today because I'm making you money. Comes in this morning, yeah, he bounces in this morning as if looks at us because he's had the first time he's had a one in the quad. get up, he gives us the look. Oh, and well, the, the look of disdain when he arrived this morning. I, I actually thought he was six foot and not four foot eight. He came in, his chest out, looked as if, well, see what the one he can do, you idiot. Like, no, he, we he always look forward to the production meeting yeah. when the great man just Bang. walks in and just gives us both barrels. You know, he's given us the on a preview of a from last week. But he's just chucked the mouth guard on the ground right now. We've got to pick it up somehow. How are we going to do that, big fella? Well, let's pick it up by going to Adelaide and having a look at the Group 1 derby over there this afternoon, over the 2,500 metres. Um, how do you see that race, gentlemen? Because we've got group racing in two states today. We've well, got tags. It, uh, South Australia and Queensland. South Australia first. We've got a bit of a soft track over there. They've had a little bit of rain during the week. but um, That won't worry them. It won't worry him. It'll, it'll handle them all by race uh, seven. Soft six, yeah. Will they be getting off a fence where the rails come out a couple? Uh, by yeah, then? Well, big fields inside might be chopping out. Yeah. It's, uh, but you'll just have to wait and see and watch. But I, I suggest they will be like, like they can do once uh, there's a little bit of. Uh, Persisipus in, uh, in the... What? The persis- <laughs> bit of... Bit of Hello. Persisipus. Here we go. Okay. He's back. <laughs> when You're looking for when precipitation, are you? When there's a little bit of precipitation that's in the track, it. That's, that's it. it. You've given Persis- us precipitation. And welcome to Dictionary Word of the Day. Precipitation. Oh, I'm on fire, aren't I? To put it in... Pres- <laughs> hey, um, yeah, you know when you're driving home today, you know yeah, what's going on. Yeah, go on. Yeah. yeah, yeah Tags, on. tell me, tell me... Um, the four sp- people darting around outside <laughs> at the moment, making sure that that is uh, put in the vault to be <laughs> to come up with Hutchin Pickers. <laughs> Will this be a genuinely run race? Now, here's the market. Chapada is, uh, had really good support overnight. Eight fifties into a 
around the $6 mark now. Mr. Quickie, uh, he's been your favourite, hanging around that $4 mark, touched $3.80 at one stage. Declaration of Heart. He won the lead-up into this race, galloped out quite strong, but the mail is from Sammy Friedman from Friedman Team. Says that Ridgewood Drive's probably the better chance out of the two horses who won last week at Flemington on the backup. He's $5 and really good rally last night. Secret Blaze is a really good roughie. He'll sit on speed. He beat a horse called Transact that then came out and won a St. Ledger. Back in the day when we were riding tags, the St. Ledger was a really good lead-up to a South Australian derby. Transact's not in this race. Secret Blaze is. He's really good uh, value. And then you've got the filly down the bottom around that 13 to $10 mark when uh, markets open. Uh, Kafila, uh, number 16. She backs up after a luckless run in the Oaks. If, you had, if we had to pin you to the wall with one ride tags, what would it be? Yeah. See, don't forget, there's a lot of unknowns at this trip too. So they, there'll be a couple that go forward. There'll be a couple that hold up. Uh, I'm giving Chapada another chance. I know he sort of got bogged down in that uh, the ATC derby. Uh, he is the class horse, in my opinion, of the field. Uh, as you say, you got a lot of good horses in form too, like me, Mr. Quickie and the, and the horse you like, of course, in uh, Secret Blaze. But, uh, yeah, I'm sticking with Chapada. On 11.16 SEM, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back to The Odds Couple. Thanks to Sportsbet. Um, some wonderful texts coming through. Uh, 0433 98 11 16 is our text number. We look forward to uh, uh, your text coming through right up to 9 o'clock. Um, Simon, one that's come through for your from um, one of our listeners for yourself. Uh, your story gave me goosebumps, mate. Fantastic insight. And the final part about uh, Jenny made me highly emotional. So... Mm. Um, uh, great that you guys come in and speak with uh, such um, passion of a of a morning, and uh, you've taken the wind out of a few people's sails with those stories earlier. We always appreciate feedback from the family here at the Odds Couple, so thank you very much for tuning in, and um, it's just a great insight of what our racing can do and stand for with uh, wonderful stories like that. Thanks, big fella. Uh, thank you to the text. Let's head to Brisbane. We touched on the. Uh, South Australian Derby. Let's go up to the Doom for the Doom in ten thousand. Uh, what are your thoughts up there, Simon? Osborne Bulls had really good support late yesterday. Uh, he gets the blinkers on. He's had four starts, all at Group One level, and four seconds this time. He loves a twelve hundred metre gallop. Uh, three forty, the fluctuations to three thirty. Um, Nature Strip opened up a dollar ninety five. Now he was brilliant, winning last start at Group One level over the uh, Sydney Autumn Carnival over the eleven hundred. Out to two fifteen into two dollars. So he's solid. He gets earmuffs for the first time, and he's trialled in between that last uh, gallop and win with the Chris Waller team. James McDonald to ride. Outside of that, Easy Eddie 12s out to 17. Some fluctuations for tactical advantage was 26 into 17s. A bit of a roughie. Uh, $11 champagne cuddles has been floating around with White Moss 17. Outback Barbie, 11 out to 12, $14 there now. Uh, so Osmond Bulls, a good rally late here and, and a slight ease in the market for Nature Strip. Now, one likes to get a little bit of cover at Doombin and that's Osmond Bulls and you can shut him, you can lock him in to say that he's a genuine horse and he runs a strong 1,200 and his Group 1 form absolutely jumps off the page. Question mark 
Group 1, strong 1,200 metres to the favourite nature strip with earmuffs on tags. What yeah. are your thoughts? Well, as you know, he'll lead. He'll lead. It's going to be a true run race. Uh, if there's ever a horse that deserves a Group 1, we saw it last week with Sprite, well done with her, and it's Osborne Bulls. So uh, he's going to have a last crack. You know it's a str- it's a tough six furlongs there around Doombin. Uh He's just... He's just going to have the last crack at him, and he's fit. He's dropping back from 1,400. That won't worry him. He's been freshened up. He'll, I just hopefully he'll have the last crack at, uh, at Nature Strip and uh, be too good for him. Okay, there's a wrap of the two group races, uh, the group one races we're seeing around the country today in Adelaide and Doombin, but plenty of racing here at Caulfield today, and someone who's going to have a big say in a couple of those events is uh, Nick Ryan, who joins us for the first time on the Odds Couple. Good morning to you, Nick. Morning, guys. But uh, I reckon you might have a lot in common with Simon Marshall. I remember your early days as an apprentice, and you came on the scene with a with a bang. You're riding um, riding winners everywhere, but weight had its challenges for you as time went on. Yeah, there's only one difference. I didn't ride 16 Group One winners like Simon. <laughs> you didn't have time. <laughs> no, that's right. Simon, Simon, just tell us about a little bit about your um, your background in racing. Did it all come natural for you to start as an as an apprentice jockey? Yeah, definitely. I didn't really have much say in the matter. Uh, my father was a jockey, grandfather was a trainer, and, and on on from there. So from all I can remember, I was on the back of a horse at a young age, and uh, that's all I ever wanted to do. And um, so you hit the ground, you were very natural early, and opportunities must come along. There must have been some great um, mentors in your life that help you focus and understand the fact that your, your life was going to be limited due to your body growing at a massive rate as a young man? Yeah, most certainly. Um, I had a lot of help and uh, a lot of guidance. My stepfather uh, was a bloodstock agent, Jeff Gordon, and uh, my mother, you know, they used to cart me around the countryside at a very young age. I was riding every day of the week and, um, yeah, it sort of all went pretty quick, but um, I had a lot of fun. Nick, because of that family association with the game of racing, was, was it a natural progression for you when the riding stopped to get into the training ranks? No, not at all. I, I actually never never thought I'd train. I had a had a few years out of out of the racing industry and tried my hand at a couple of things. I worked in construction and I, I travelled overseas for twelve months. And uh, it was only till I went to uh, uh, went up to Aubrey and started breaking a few horses with Brett Kavanagh for moods and. Uh, one thing led to another, and a couple of years down the track, I found myself at Caulfield with a couple of horses in work, riding work for Kieran Maher, and three years later, I've got 30 horses on the books. So, one thing, you know, it all happened um, pretty quick, but um, I love it. I'm really passionate about the horses and with them every day, so um, I'm glad it's happened. That's shining through right now. Nick, before we get to your two runners at Caulfield today, race four, number two, Mahamadeus, and race six, number five, Express Pass, I want to ask you two questions. Tell us um, your highest moment in the saddle as a jockey. What day was that? It was, I think it was 2005 Melbourne Cup. Uh, I didn't win it, but I ran third, and I was 17 years old on a horse called Zazman, trained by Tony Vassell. It was 100 to 1. Unbelievable. And, Nick, I must ask your lowest point as a jockey because the battles with weight, uh, knowing myself, uh, mentally and physically are quite challenging. What was your lowest day as a jockey in the uh, saddle? That was that same year on Derby Day. I got beat on a lingy in the Maya Classic at a dollar. I think she was $1.60 that day. 
<laughs> what happened? Was it pilot error, mate? Or? Oh, boss, he went to the front going even time on missed potential. Like, got, got stuck three back in the fence. Yeah. Oh. Well, Would have been a nice reception from the Friedman boys back in those days, Nick. Actually, Lee was Lee was terrific, and uh, he was the best out of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Nick, we, we're, we're running out of time, unfortunately, but thank you very much for yours this morning. Race four, number two, Mahamadeus. And uh, this is a 1,600-metre gallop. It's a small field with the two scratchings, $4 into $3.60. What can you tell us about his four runs to date with one victory? This yeah, break? look, he's, he's, he's going terrific. Uh, the other day... Um, they ran 19 weeks below standard for a 2,000 metre race, metropolitan race. So um, he was quite aggressive. They went went really slow. So the race really wasn't run to suit. Um, back to the mile today um, works in quite well uh, for if he's going to go to Brisbane. There's a chance he'll go to Brisbane after today uh, for the Premier's Cup in a couple of weeks. So um, look, the horse is really well. Small field. Um, Tempo of the race might be a slight concern, but if he can be out and, and building a bit of ment- momentum, he certainly can win today. Race four, number two, folks. Race six, number five, you have a first starter, and this is a, a son of Wangina, a colt. And first up, uh, and this is an interesting little race. It's Valreduc's choice. It's a stakes race. So uh, very aggressive placement here, $23 into $21. On debut, race six, number five, Express Pass. Yeah, look, it's a big ask. Um, two-year-old having his first start in a stakes race, but um, look, he's, he's certainly shown me enough to warrant, warrant running today. Um, he gives a feel he's going to be a nicer horse in time over, over a bit further, but um, he's done everything right. He's a very professional colt. Uh, he's had four jump outs. Uh, he, he jumped out quite nicely about 12 days ago at Sandown. So, um, look, he's drawn a bit sticky out there, 14 of 14, but... Um, look, he will ride him conservatively, and if he could be finishing off, I'd be uh, I'd be wrapped. Nick, uh, we hope you finish off well today as well. Good luck with both runners. Cheers, guys. On eleven sixteen SEN, the odds couple with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Once uh, there's a little bit of. Uh, Persist a person now. Stitch up again. Hey, what's it a full brother Persist. to? <laughs> what, what's it, what's it a precursor, all right? It's just, yeah. It's precipitous. Absolutely brilliant. It was nearly quality time, but we just want to make a, a little, yes. little special mention before the quality We've got a very, very sign. special mention well, here. Well, how about you um, take that away? Because it's very, oh, not too many know. times, only once in life, actually, you get to turn 50. Yep. Yes. Yep. And yep. the great demo this weekend, yep. he pushes our buttons and makes us sound like we know what we're talking about here. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, demo. Happy 50. birthday, Demo. Happy birthday, Demo. Happy birthday, Demo. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Demo. Happy birthday, Demo. Happy birthday, Demo. This is where Tags gets his crayons and precipices ready. Away you go. Okay. My time to shine. Now get your pens, pencils and crayons and have your form guides be ready because we've got winners of plenty coming up for you here. He's added a little bit. He's added limited. That's the best lead in to the best back runners at Caulfield today, folks. All right, here we go. Race one. This is what you need to know. 
Numbers one and four. East Ender, $4.80 into $3.40. The best-backed runner, nine, nine weeks fresh. With 65 kilos last start winning. Jeez, that was pretty good. And um, I think very well placed again here today. Uh, that's five in a row for East Ender. 480 into 340. Number four, Al Faris, 310. Just eased slightly to 320, but holding good money. One and four, race one. Race two, William Thomas is one of the best backed runners with sports bet this weekend at Caulfield. 360 into 310. He worked home well enough first up, punters think. And a repeat of his formance from last April. April when he won here, he can win this race. Number five, William Thomas, 360 into 310. Brian, Brian, Brian. number one, 950 into 750. He loves Caulfield. Five and one, race two. Race three, one and four are the numbers. This is the money at Sportsbet. Zatori, 310 into $2 even money favourite. He's won two in a row this prep, and he beat a smart one last start. So Zatori, 310 into $2. OCN won at Flemington last start. $9 you're getting into $7.50 now. Price taken, one and four, race three. Race four, the numbers five and two. Guizo was fantastic winning in uh, Warnable. He bolted in there. He loves the 1,600 metres. $3.20 into $2.70. Dias, we just spoke with his trainer, Nick Ryan. $4 into $3.65 and two, race four. Race five, eight and ten. My biddy, this is a very open betting race, this, folks, though. Three sixty dollars into three fifty, And uh, the one length off Mystic Journey reads very well for this uh, race. And drawn in this time, just drew out last start. So a better draw there for the best-backed runner. Three sixty dollars into $3.50. Number eight. Number 10, Warrigal. $15 into 11 Nice and fresh, this horse here. 8 and 10, race 5. Okay, race 6 sees the first leg of the quaddy and Moldova. $4.00. Out to $4.20. We're holding really good money on this horse, though, and um, beat uh, Group 3 um, horse that uh, actually has good form uh, to Group 3 level. Horse ran fifth coming out of that race, so won again, and um, this horse is very well-placed, Moldova. So uh, $4 into out to $4.20, an easing favourite, but holding good money. Hilo is $5 and quite solid. Open race, the first leg of the quaddy. Numbers nine and six, they are, is where the money is, Dave. What do you like? Yeah, uh, just before I get into the quality, have we got any sports bet specials on for today? Yes, we do, folks. Races one to five at Caulfield and Scone today. Yes, it's a two-day meeting there. They raced yesterday at Scone. And uh, if you place a fixed odds bet between races one and five and your horse runs second or third, you'll get up to... $50 back in bonus bets, That's David. A great, that is a great promo. Now, heading into the first leg of the quaddy at Caulfield, yeah, there's nothing better than to kick off the quaddy with a two-year-old race, is it? Yeah. Uh, got a lot of mixed form here, so uh, the market probably is the best guide. We've got Booker's little brother going around, number four. Uh, so he, he gets thrown in. So the numbers here are 146, 9, 10, 11, 12. I've gone wide. We've got to try and get some value here. So, one, four, so six, so, nine, ten, eleven. So 12. someone can hold, hide a wedge from their misses. Does his form read well? Uh, Booker's that's he's, he's a debutante. Thank you very much. Race seven, the numbers are one and ten. Propel three dollars twenty into two dollars fifty. Beat the older horses when ridden quiet. What about the turn of foot it showed? Propel last start. Yep. Yep. Number ten, Bam's on fire. Not running in Adelaide today. He's kept for this race and a good push too. Ten dollars. Into $7, second leg of the quaddy race seven. The numbers are with the money at Sportsbet. One and ten, Dave, you like? Yeah, the number ten is the interesting runner, as you say. Uh, it's a group It's group placed as a two-year-old. Uh, number one, Propel, was very impressive. She she will get back again. She's drawn bad, but 
It's only Caulfield, mate. Just the one turn. Don't be worried. So she'll she'll hit the line hard again. So, but I was nearly going to take Propel one out, but we do need some value. So I'm going. We'll throw the four, five, and ten in as well. So the numbers are one, four, five, and ten. One, four, five, and ten. The second leg, third leg. Race eight. The numbers are eight and nine. Punters are thinking Leonardo da Hinci of painting the right picture here. Three dollars. 30 into $2.90. He's the class horse. Geez, he trialled really well, fresh too. And he's still a colt. You'd expect the team to be um, wanting to protect his value. And he might be on a Stradbroke handicap if he can win today, Path. So eight on top of nine. Redefine is $46 into 21. A little roughy down the bottom there. So eight and nine race eight. Tags. Yeah, well, Redefine can go out to 50 to one. He can't win. So we only need the two here. Oh. Order of command. Has a great second up record, and Leonardo da Hinci, as you say, in with the Mick, Kent camp, uh, Mick Price camp now, and uh, he usually has his horses ready to go fresh. So the numbers here are seven and eight. Seven and eight in third leg, final leg. Race nine, 13 and five is where the money is. Birth of Venus, $5 into four forty. Street spun, yeah. $23 into 15 tags. Yeah, we're running out of time. Uh, I think Blur, number one, this will be back to a... Back to Mare's grade, more to a liking. So the numbers here are uh, 139, 11 and 13. 139, 11 and 13. <laughs> nearly run out of breath there. Now, we've got a Shane Baldy Moldy coming up, I think, after the break, haven't we? Yes, yes, yes Shane Baldy Moldy. What made you think we were running out of time? Oh, well, you're giving me you're the, doing hand the windmills, signals, yeah. You're standing on your chair, waving your scarf around. Yeah, you're not, doing, that... you're not doing a rain dance. SEM, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back to The Odds Couple. Time now for our best around the country, starting with Mr Marshall. Yes, I'll be going uh, Doombin. Race four, number 12, Multaja, the win. Yeah, I'm off to Scone. Hopefully there's no precipitous. Uh, race eight, number two, Viridine. I'm going to Donald. Race seven, number 12, Jack in the ditch. Now, for Shane Bolty, multi, here we go. We're going to go Doombin, race four, number 12, Multaja win. Donald, race seven, number 12 for Simon. Jack in the ditch, a place at $4. And Scone, 8-2, Viridine the win. Multi, that three-leg multi up at Sportsbet's going to be $32.56. All that info up on our website. Uh, don't forget, off the bench, coming up with Hutchie and Pickers featuring David Taggart, of course. Uh, we look forward to your company <laughs> next week. Happy Mother's Day to all those mums out there. It's See you next Saturday. been our best show, clearly. Once uh, there's a little bit of uh, Pacisipus.